Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How's it how's it going in Germany right now for you guys? Uh pretty calm at the moment. So we're basically just at home. Everybody's uh running on his own schedule. because um, some teams they started to train already, but our state um didn't open the the facilities, so we're just stuck at the moment. Are they saying any time they think that they'll open it up for you guys? Um, no, because um, the club didn't give us any information so far, so nobody really knows when we're about to start again. Um, like a couple of weeks ago, I heard that um, there might be an opportunity to start around September again, but I don't know when we might train again. Jeez, that's tough. That's tough to not know. Yeah, I mean, we had a pretty long winter break and um, played uh, three games after that. And um, yeah, now we're we're off since uh, March 13. So that's pretty long. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, here in, uh, here in Finland, we've been off since I think March 19th. And they just announced today that they're going to try to open the series back up in June. Okay. So, well, at least you have a time schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure though how much uh, how many weeks they'll give a preseason or what before before yeah. they start having <laughs> us play games. We'll see. I mean, if they're smart, they do that cuz um I mean, you know it is. You get your schedule, you go running and stuff, but it's not the same like playing football on a pitch with uh 11 uh versus 11, so the intensity is pretty different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we just did a I gave the guys a training session two days ago, I think that was like a 90 minute uh, simulating a game in like the amount of time you'd sprint, walk, jog, you know, all of that. And they're like, Oh, my body feels good after it. I'm like, Yeah, because you didn't have anyone tackling you or stepping on you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's running by yourself can never be the same as a game. Yeah, true, true. All right, guys, we're going to get started. Welcome back to another Footy and Coffee Conversations. Unfortunately, my guest today is not a coffee drinker, but <laughs> we're, we're still going to interview him. Um, I think he has a, a unique story and something a little bit different than uh, a lot of the other guys we've been interviewing on the show. So excited to get into it and hear uh, his story. So just to start, if you want to uh, say your name, what club you're currently playing for and what position. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Masar Apia. I'm uh, 32 years old, center back of Fawfair uh, Iron at the moment. So that's where I'm basically playing. Very cool. Yeah. So you, uh, you grew up in Germany. Exactly. Correct. And yeah. uh, but your parents are uh, one Ghana and Italian. Uh, actually, my mom is German. Uh, okay. I don't know why everybody uh, asked me if my mom is Italian. So I looked it up on the internet. And it's somewhere on the internet that my mom is Italian, but my uncle actually is Italian. Okay. Um, but my dad's from Ghana. My mom's from Germany. Okay, so you grew up in Germany. Talk a little bit about uh, your youth career experience. Um, I think it's, it's a lot different um, than the guys that have been on here talking about the, the US system. Um, well, I started playing at the club with um, my cousins, um, my, my younger cousins. So we started when we were three years old. Um, I stayed at the hometown club uh, right next door. 
like five minutes to walk and uh, I played there till I was 11. Um, played for some youth selections of our area and um, due to a, to a tournament um, I got the opportunity to transfer to Schalke where I played a couple of years. Um, then I made my way to uh, Bochum um, which played uh, first league at, the, at that time um, and I played under 17 and um, after that I went to uh, Wattenscheid which is like pretty, mu pretty much all around the Ruhr district and um, yeah when I was 18 I finished my youth career to say it like that in yeah. Wattenscheid. So at what point um, in those youth years growing up was professional soccer, did that become the, the goal for you? Um, I mean, it's pretty much everybody's goal when once you, you start playing soccer and um, you're on the pitch, um, everybody dreams of playing in the, in the big stadiums and um, yeah, having the crowd cheering for you. But um, I have to be honest, like, um, I didn't really focus on becoming a professional soccer player, um, like not um, with 100%, but um, when I turned 17, 18 maybe, um, there was the question of, about what I wanted to do after school, and um, playing soccer was always my passion, so I thought it would be a nice idea to just um, go on with soccer and do it for a living. Had you always been a center back at that time? Uh, no, I played right midfielder. Oh, wow. But um, I mean, I didn't score a lot. I didn't uh, have all those dribbling skills. So a coach decided to put me on right back position. And um, now I ended up as a center back. Yeah, so for those who, who don't know, uh, in Europe, it's a little different. There's not the same university route for sports. So by... 16 to 18, somewhere in there, guys are signing professional contracts and heading into the professional world. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot different because then you're a young player and you're playing against you know 30 year old guys and and grown men. So it's a I think a much different environment than what we have in the U.S. What was kind of your your first experience in professional soccer, being the young guy on the team? Um, I had a pretty re remarkable uh, event, and that's when uh, one of the older guys um, kicked me so hard that I, I've been out for, I think, five months. So I was oh, injured wow. pretty bad. Um, he hit my knee in a bad angle. So he just wanted to teach me a lesson, but um, yeah, I mean, it would have been enough if he would just told me. Um, so yeah, that was a... A little bit of a hard lesson for me, but um, after that, I, I felt perfectly fine and adapted pretty fast to, yeah, man soccer. Did he apologize for that? No, he didn't. No, <laughs> no he didn't. I mean, um, during that time, like the the atmosphere in the team was pretty different compared to nowadays. Um, so the old players, they just pretty much did whatever they wanted, and they were. Yeah, most of the time protected by the coach and um, the younger players just have had to be quiet and just learn the lesson. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I think something that's starting to change more. But I think especially back then, the the coach basically protected the starters who are the older players usually. And 
they could do whatever they wanted to the younger guys. And I think the older guys too see the younger guys as a threat to their position. So they're not happy to have them coming up and, and playing out playing them. Yeah, that could be uh, it. So then uh, talk a little bit about those first couple of years um, in professional soccer. Are you working with an agent at that point? How are you negotiating your contracts? Um, yeah, I was working with a, with an agent like from my 17th birthday on. Um, like We made an agreement that I would work together with him. And um, my first years in, in professional soccer were like, pretty much up and down first because I moved away from home and um, like I wanted to to get this experience to to see what the world has in store for me and um, I didn't feel very comfortable being away from home first so I had to go through it and um, I, I transferred to Bielefeld um, that time and started to play for the second team um, and I mean the flow got better and better for me playing winning games and um like staying outside with with the team and um we promoted to to a league higher then and that was about the time that the coach from the professional like the first team coach he got me up to the um to the first team um first as a as a training guest you might say then i started to play um like uh, friendlies and um then he gave me my debut. How old were you when you got your uh, debut for them? Uh, I was 21. Okay. 21, yeah. What was that experience like? It was nice because uh, it was a Monday evening game, uh, 8 o'clock, so pretty much prime time. And we played against a, a team which uh, promoted that year, and they had some great players that time. So it was a cool atmosphere. And you, uh, you were playing as a center back for the, that game? I was playing as a right back. Okay. Um, and I kept playing as a right back for a couple of games and switched to center back afterwards. I think that's probably a, a little bit easier transition to start in a game as an outside back than as a center back as a young player. There's a lot of, a lot of stress and pressure as a center back uh, as a young yeah. man, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because... Um, like if you don't catch your your winger, like your opponent winger, there's still a center back who's able to hit the ball away and stuff. But if you're um, if you're a, a center back, then you're just like basically the last man standing before the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, and if if you make the mistake and it's one on one with the goalie, no one expects the goalie to make that save anyway. So yeah. they're all blaming you. <laughs> True. Uh, how how many years did you stay with that club? Uh, I played for Bielefeld for six years. Okay. And then what was uh, the reasoning to move on at that point? Um, I was actually pretty sad because we, uh, we relegated down um, in a relegation game. We won the away game with 3-1 and lost 4-2 at home. And um, yeah, that was a cruel, uh, cruel event. And then... After that, I just felt like I needed to do something new, and um, I went to the Netherlands. Yeah, how was how was the experience in Netherlands? What was the the biggest difference between German football and uh, Dutch football? Uh, as a defender, the the Dutch football is a little bit different for me because um, the wingers were uh, like 
really fast. Um, their technical abilities were a little bit higher than in Germany or than I was used to, um, especially with in combination with their speed. And um, it's more like you play football while in, in Germany it was like more of a, I wouldn't say battle, but um, it was just a little bit more intense uh, running wise and one-on-one uh, -on -one wise. So um, the Netherlands, I had to adapt to a lot of short passes and um, position play. So how how did you find uh, you were able to best adapt through team training, through things you were doing on your own? What was kind of your route? Um, I think the team training in, in the Netherlands was pretty good because um, we used to play a lot of possession games, like small side games. And um, like I got better and better, faster. So um, my abilities from Germany and my knowledge from Germany helped me in, in the Netherlands and they helped me pretty much adapting the, the Dutch way of football pretty fast. Now, what, what uh, just out of curiosity, what language did you guys use to communicate? Uh, I learned Dutch when I was uh, in the Netherlands, so okay. I spoke Dutch most of the time. Otherwise, like we had some players from Sweden, from Iceland, from Iran, like all over the world. So uh, those guys who didn't speak Dutch or weren't as far as others were in Dutch class, they just spoke English. So uh, when you first got there, obviously you didn't you didn't speak any Dutch. Um, was someone translating for you at training sessions and things or were you just kind of watching going to the back of the line and then trying to jump into the drill uh so so like sometimes when i really didn't understand the word i just tried to look and see what what the other guys were doing else um german is pretty similar to dutch so learning dutch was easy for me and um if you understand or if you speak german you you also understand some dutch so it was like pretty easy to transfer yeah when did you learn english uh at school okay very cool yeah no it's uh it's good english there's not <laughs> any like you. any accent so thank you um so you just speak those three languages uh, I speak Spanish. Now I would say it's it's a little Spanish because I've been out of school for quite a while and I speak some French. But um, if I would go to those countries, I could communicate. Very cool. So did you uh, did you enjoy your time uh, in the Dutch and Netherlands playing? Oh, yeah, I, I've played there for two years. Um, a good part of it was also that I was living together with one of my best friends. Um, um, and we used to play together in Bielefeld for the under-23 squad. So we knew each other already for three years and uh, met each other at the same club again. And um, yeah, we we instantly decided to live together. So it was a pretty cool time. The first year we, we became champion. It was a record-breaking season. We won 100, uh, or we, we got 101 points. So we oh, wow. won every... Uh, every home game and uh i mean that's a pretty unique feeling to to be able to win every uh single home game and that's pretty nice for the crowd too so we had a lot of supporters so then you go back the second year are you guys promoted um, at that point then yeah the second year we played at the at the highest level was the eredivisie the first league 
um and we made a pretty good like we played a solid role um we were like in in range of the european qualifiers but um at the end of it we we just had yeah i would say our breath was a little short in the end so we didn't make it to the qualifiers but overall we played a pretty great season for uh, for a team that just promoted again yeah absolutely yeah it's always uh usually an adjustment period to get promoted and the the goal is just to stay up so to be in the running for european qualifications the first year is massive yeah um at the end of the second year uh what are you thinking are you thinking you want to stay in the netherlands you're thinking you want to go back to germany what's kind of your thought process um i actually would have loved to stay in the netherlands and um things were looking good for me and uh winter break because we were talking but um there was a change of of the coach and um the new coach kind of didn't have me on his paper so there was like no use for me at this moment and um he had his own players coming in so i decided to go back to germany now uh, when you went back to germany where did how did you decide uh what club to go to because you'd been away you'd had success you know so you're coming back and it's a little different than maybe when you left germany to start yeah i mean um i first um was talking to a, to a lot of clubs and um like my agent was not not me directly yeah. but my agent was and um like negotiations were going forward and backwards again and um at at some point they just like um yeah they didn't move anymore so i was a little bit concerned what what might happen in future and um it was about that time that the season already started and um it's always not a good sign if you're without a club not having a contract and the season already starts and um it was like around the fifth um match day already when uh i heard that a, a a player was leaving the club and um was on a buyout clause so i knew that there was a spot uh, getting free and i told my agent to con- take contact to that um club again and it worked out what year that was 2014 Uh that was 2016 2016 okay yeah. so you you signed with a club you're back how long do you stay with that club Uh with that club I stayed 2 years How was your experience with it Um also so so the first year we played a, a good role um we we would have loved to promote but um I mean yeah we didn't like we didn't play that good but we had a pretty good flow and and some really good players and um we didn't make it to to promotion um and the second year uh was just a horrible year overall for the team and for myself too because I didn't um I didn't play the way I expected it I didn't play the way everybody expected it um and overall the team didn't perform well so um the second year wasn't that good So you you have a I guess a down year you'd call it um you're you're finishing your time at that club at that point you know you've obviously played a lot of years um you're not you're not old at that point but you're also not a young player um are you thinking at all maybe it's time to to hang him up or are you just thinking maybe a change of scenery will get me back into form um i mean it's a little little different to uh, to maybe the US 
due to not going to university and then going to a professional club. So I started to go to university when I went to Bielefeld, but stopped when I was a starting 11 player for the for the first team. So I didn't graduate, like I didn't finish uh, university. And um, I always went on the same track. So becoming professional, staying professional, trying to get the next contract somewhere um, was always my main goal and the, the one thing I focused on. And uh, hanging them up was never an option for me. So I was sure that I wanted to play. I loved playing and um, I felt good enough uh, and healthy enough to to keep doing what I wanted to do. So I was just basically looking for a next opportunity for a next chance. So then how do you find the, the next club after that? Um, like when I left my, my last German club um, before this one, I didn't have like too much opportunities in Germany, to be honest. Um, the year, as I said, wasn't, wasn't a great year for myself. Wasn't a great year for the whole team. Um, a lot of yeah, people had high expectations um, and we didn't fulfill them. So there wasn't a lot of movement um, position-wise, but also for, for me in person. So uh, I got to that one point that an agent asked me if I was interested to go to the US. And um, I, I said, yeah, I, I would listen to it and uh, maybe fly over to see and talk to people. And that's what I did in the end. Had you been to America before then? Uh, only on holidays and for a tournament. So what was, what was kind of your thought uh, before living in the U.S.? What did you kind of picture the U.S. as? Um, I mean, everybody knows about the U.S. from television, from Instagram, from holidays. And, but people only, like, most of the people only go to, like, the hot spots in, in the U.S. And that's, like, if you go somewhere on holidays, you only see, or you usually only see the, the good sides and, like, the nicer areas and cities. And um, I didn't really know what to expect. And um, the club I was talking to at that time was uh, Birmingham Legion. So um, I Googled, I looked it up a little bit, Alabama. Um, I think I, I also watched a video on YouTube, like 10 reasons not to move to Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> But um, that pretty much didn't shock me because um, I wanted to, to get my own experience. And um, I flew over to see how things were going there. Yeah, what, did you, what was your first experience seeing Birmingham, Alabama? Because I, I don't think many foreigners travel to Birmingham. <laughs> um, I, I landed in Atlanta. So um, I got picked up and uh, drove like two and a half hours something. Uh, on the highway to Birmingham. And um, I mean, it was a cool city for me because uh, even if it's not a big skyline, it still has a skyline. And um, I'm not used to to seeing a skyline that much. We have one in Frankfurt. Of course, we have some higher buildings in each city, but um, it was like a, a certain flair coming over. And um, I was just curious to see how, how the people were. and. Um, yeah, how the project would be like. Yeah, what was uh, what was the biggest difference to you from uh, the soccer here compared to football in Germany? Um, first of all, was the weather because it was pretty hot and humid. 
um, when we started. Um, and I also was just, I don't know, it's not pretty much of a difference. So um, there are a lot of uh, technical good players. And um, I mean, America has a lot of great athletes. So the players coming there were, were already fit and um, they have already played a couple of years. Um, maybe not as long as I had or European players um, usually play, but everybody had like a good couple of years uh, under their belt and um, it was a pretty solid team. Yeah. Did you feel any uh, maybe like extra pressure being a foreign player coming in, being, you know, an older guy on the team maybe? Um, I talked to the, to the coach a lot um, before I made the transfer and also to the GM. And of course, we had our expectations and uh, like which role I, I should play and um, like what my what my position was in the team. Um, but that was kind of what I was used to um, growing old in Europe. Because um, if you go to a different team and you you had like a lot of games in the in the previous year, everybody expects something from you. So that wasn't a big difference for me. Yeah. So you you start the first three games of the season. Uh, I played the first um, first game of the season, and unfortunately, uh, I got injured before the second um, game of the season um, during training. Like was on um, <clears throat> excuse me was on match day um, when I was like just doing a light workout. I got injured, um, and uh, unfortunately, it took me out for ten weeks. In total because I got re-injured during training and that was pretty much uh, my American soccer career yeah so then you guys uh, agreed to part ways at the end of the season um, at that point are you at all interested in trying to find another club in the US or are you thinking going back to Germany is the right call um, I mean I left Birmingham before uh, the end of the season actually I, I left like halfway um because in germany the season started in june again and um, i was talking to a club and also looking to to find an opportunity to stay in the us but at at that point from the from the experiences i made in america talking to a lot of uh cool guys like really really good guys and uh friends i'm i would say like ben who was here last week mm -hmm. or mikey lopez or chandler hoffman um, I was talking to them and trying to figure out like how their lives been going so far. And um, I got to the point where I said, okay, I love football and I, I still go all in for football, but maybe I should just um, try to focus on finding like a second way, like a, a plan B, because I never made a plan B um, so far. And um, I had to be realistic at one point um, that Staying in America would be a nice thing to do, but maybe not the smartest uh, thing to do for like the years after football. So um, I was pretty, pretty fast um, sure that I had to go back to Germany and play football, like keep playing football, but start doing something else besides it. And what's your, uh, what's your hope now? Do you have a set how many years you would still like to play or just until your body allows you to keep playing? Um, I might just say I, I will keep playing till my body falls apart, but actually at this moment, I still have two more years of contract, like 
we're halfway now. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Like, we're not halfway. We're we played half of the season or a little bit more than half of the season, but um, nobody knows if we're continuing the season. So I also still have two more years at my club, and um, then I'm 34, and we will see where I go from there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's you never can predict what'll happen or how you'll feel in two years from now. Anyways, exactly. to to make any bold <laughs> predictions. Um, Real quick, I'm just going to I'm going to say that each three of the countries you played and I just want you to give like one to three words that come to mind when you think of football in that country. Okay. Okay. So with uh with Germany, what comes to mind? Run, tackle, fight. And uh, Netherlands. Um Oh, that's tough. Um Pana you know what Pana is? Yeah, yeah. Um, Pana, possession play, and uh, tactics. Okay. And U.S.? U.S., um, run, tackle, fight, and uh, possession play, yeah. I I figured you would say run for, for the U.S. That's kind of a gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, running was a big part of it, to be honest. But... Um, I mean, that's pretty similar to Germany because um, when I came to the U.S., as I said, everybody was already fit. So, um, like, the preseason was uh, pretty good. Everybody was in good shape and um, everybody can run. So that was a thing everybody could do. Yeah, I'm sure the uh, the summer training sessions in Alabama is a whole other uh, beast than what you're used to in Germany. <laughs> it is. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, so you've obviously you've played you've had a lot of different experiences a lot of unique experience you've gotten to promote with two different clubs play in three different countries uh looking back on your career if you could go back to maybe 15 16 year old self before uh you kind of start this professional track what would be the the biggest advice you would give yourself um I think the biggest advice advice I would give myself would be don't be too loyal. Like, be the guy you are, but don't be over loyal. Because um, like the thing I realized a little bit too late maybe is that even if you're loyal to people and they pretend to be loyal to you, it's still a business going on and it's a big business. And um, nowadays it's even get, getting bigger and bigger, and um, people are get well, players are getting younger. Um, but, um, I would just like try to see a little bit more, um, opportunities like, um, talking about agents. I would just like, I always refuse to change my agent. Um, cause I, uh, I was like thinking, okay, he's my guy and he's going to bring me places and he's going to open doors for me. Um, to be fair, um, I might just have changed maybe a couple of years earlier not saying that he was like guilty or it was his fault that way some things went a different way but just to get like a new input and see like new markets and stuff um open new doors that would have been a good thing and else i would just like pretty much do everything i can to be more successful because i think looking back you always find some things like say, okay, I would train a little bit harder here, train a little bit hard on this, train a little bit hard on that. Like, um, that's what I would do. What's the, the number one thing you would have trained differently looking back? 
uh, offensive headers because um, I'm a tall center back, but the times I score, like I can count on, yeah, two hands, and I would like over all years, and I would like to score on every header, but I need more timing for that, like a better timing. Yeah, it's a lot different than a defensive header for sure. Yeah. Um, if there was, if there's one country you could choose to play football in, which which country would it be that you haven't played in? I would love to play in Spain just from the atmosphere like there are a lot of evening games and football is like a social event there um similar to america where like neighbors come together they just sit and watch but um i just like the the whole thing about spanish football that's a a little bit different style of play than german yeah it is and and a very different style than the us yeah <laughs> um you uh you obviously you said your team's not not been training since March sixteenth, I believe. Uh, what are you doing to stay uh, prepared for when you guys can start and get back together? Um, we had our schedule, and I'm trying to to work on my schedule. Um, else, I'm just like combining stuff, like doing uh, stabilization, mobilization, a little bit power training, like the things you can do at home or with light weights you have at home. Um, further, I'm just like running and uh like cycling and stuff just trying to stay uh in shape and keep moving yeah i have uh i have a theory that uh this kind of pause from football um can be very beneficial to players that are a little bit older uh just because you've been going 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 without really a break for so many years um and so it's the first time that you get to have a little bit more free time in your day to even think or do something else other than football. Obviously, there's a the physical um, element that you're gonna, you know, you can't stay in game shape without playing games. But mm-hmm. have you found uh, mentally that it's been kind of nice to just have a break and re-energize yourself to get back on the field? Um, actually, yes, because I found the time to start a um, study. So I'm going to university now. It's a uh... It's an online um, university, so I can do everything from home. But um, that kind of keeps my mind up, too. So, um, like, I'm not focusing on, on studying now. But, like, when I'm finished with uh, training, with running, with uh, power training, I just find the time to go and read some stuff. Like, not only a book or a newspaper or something, but something I can work on my future. What are you studying? International management. So what, what's your, your plan when you're done with football? What would be your, your dream job? Uh, my dream job? I don't know. I want to work international. So I want to, like, transfer uh, my life from football, like playing in different countries to my work life after football, to be able to work maybe in the Netherlands or go on a, on a business trip to the U.S. or stay there for a company get back to Germany or something like just to be like open-minded and uh, open to towards the world and see and experience different cultures and different types of lifestyles. Absolutely. Um, I like that. I like your, you're leaving yourself open to a couple different countries to live in. Yeah. Uh, I take it. You really enjoyed the, the lifestyle in Amsterdam and Netherlands. Um, yeah. 
I mean, uh, Dutch people are pretty cool. Um, Germans are cool too, but going from like a lot of Germans enjoy to go to, to the Netherlands on vacation or if it's like a city trip or something, because the people are a little bit more open, they're more relaxed than most of the German. Like I can't, I can't say every German is, uh, isn't open, but like you have the feeling that and the impression that Dutch people are a little bit more relaxed and um, that's what I like. Yeah. Uh, so as a, as a center back, um, obviously it's a position that it can be stressful at times because as we were talking earlier, you make one mistake and the only person behind you is a goalie. So often it's going to leave to a, a goal being scored or at least a dangerous chance created. Um, what would be your advice to younger players to uh, kind of block out that that mental negativity of oh if I mess up I'll be a failure type thing. How do you stay stay focused and stay positive when you're on the field? Um, I think a, a big part is preparation. So um, apart from training hard and uh, playing hard, it's also about watching as much football as you can and focusing on how players on your position play. Um, it's not necessarily like. Sergio Ramos or the big players to watch. It's also like a, a game you wouldn't necessarily watch, but it's like a little bit more uh, like closer to your own level. You can just see how they play and what strikers might do. And apart from that, like playing as a center back is, of course, like you're responsible for um, stopping the striker and like helping the goalkeeper out. But um, on the other hand, you know before the game that the strikers are coming towards you. So you just have to, to be in shape and like mentally fit enough to, to be convinced that you will stop um, the opponent's attack. And um, you pretty much know where they're going because you know where the goal is located, you know um, who's behind you and how much space is behind you. So it's, it's pretty much an easy thing to, to stay mentally fit on that one. Yeah. Who would be your, your dream player, the ultimate player to defend against in a game? Who would you choose? The ultimate player to defend against in a game? I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I respect every player because um, every player might do something unpredictable to me um, and have a good or a better day than I have. So... Um, it's pretty hard to say who I would love to defend against, but um, I think just to test myself, I would love to to defend against a guy like Lewandowski, who scores a lot of goals in, in, in the league and um, who's fast and like pretty technical. So I would like to to test myself in that one. Yeah, he would be a. Uh... He would be one you have to mentally be able to not be bothered if he gets past yeah. you, right? But a friendly would be all right, so we don't lose any points. So I would take a friendly for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, you mentioned a little bit earlier talking about one thing that you advice maybe to, to younger you was don't be scared of kind of moving on from an agent and trying someone new or trying something different. Uh, to our younger listeners, what would you what would you say is kind of the the key uh, questions or characteristics you want to ask an agent when when first signing with them as a young player? Um, I mean, an agent has to be convinced that um, 
you're able to to make big steps that's that's the one thing um you have to kind of read if he's 100% into you like if he's 100% convinced that you're going to make make a great career and um if he has any doubts and he's just trying to make the next um contract then he's probably not the right one cuz a a right agent um should be like yeah i would say like a family member you can trust 100% cuz there are so many things coming towards you when you actually start playing professional um soccer and um it's just important to have somebody aside who's like going through that with you um but that one person has to be convinced even like almost like your mom and dad would be convinced that um you're going to make your way and if he's not then he's probably just out for the next contract to get us uh, a bonus and then if you land problems he's not the right guy to talk to yeah no i like that i like the uh comparing it almost to your parents in a sense cuz i think as a, especially as a younger player that's <clears throat> right below kind of your parents and their guidance is who you're looking to 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 look out for you in your career starting off especially yeah true yeah all right man i i appreciate you taking time to share your story and and answering my questions i thought it was uh very interesting again just because uh it's a lot different than maybe a lot of the interviews we've had with american players coming up through club soccer and then college and then either the draft or whatever which is you know very different than the the european style of route to professional football so thank you for sharing your story with all of us thank you for inviting me and I appreciate the time thank yeah, you yeah man yep have a good night all right you too bye bye